From the Ugly Parrot Studios in Newcastle, California, the Loom Cigar Cartel presents Beyond the Humidor, a cigar podcast for the rest of us. Man, that's just beautiful timing. Hey, welcome to another episode of Beyond the Humidor. Scott Robinson with you for episode 103. Yay! <laughs> Don't sound so enthused, but that's okay. Let's just go around the room. Hey, Gorilla. Yes. How you doing over there in the enclosure? My enclosure is somewhat smaller today. I don't know what happened, but Gorilla is good. Um, had a violent reminder that the holidays, whether we like it or not, are upon us because my holiday season starts November 1st. What, did you hear Mariah Carey? Well, that. Uh, she has been summoned once again. Uh, she can Her essence cannot be quelled. But no, uh, as I said last uh, week, uh, my holiday season starts when the Mandarin Festival planning begins. So... The roller coaster has begun, for me at least. Ah, uh, yes. Gregory, how you doing? Well, thank you. Back from another trip to the uh, free state of Idaho. Uh, brought some goodies back with us for today's show and a future show. Um, doing pretty good. How about you? I'm good. Lawrence, how you doing there? Doing fine, sir. All right. So, what are we drinking today, Lawrence? We are drinking Heaven's Door uh, Straight Rye Whiskey. Uh, to finished in, um, oak barrels. So that was a, uh, that was a gift from a customer and, uh, we tried this, uh, I think just passed it around. I don't think we did it on a show yet. We did the other one. Oh, okay. Um, no, this one's pretty good, but, uh, yeah, I've, it's got a nice nose to it. Pretty smooth. It's that doesn't have a real, you know, real hard bite. Yeah, but I figured uh, since we uh, we picked a little bit uh, lighter cigar for today that this would go real well with it. Oh, yeah. Looking forward to lighting this bad boy up. On that topic, Greg, what are we smoking today? So as it was said, uh, came back from Idaho with a couple of boxes. This is the new release from Foundation. It is the Charter Oak Especials. This one is the Pengetaro. I'm going to go with that. Um, it is the Connecticut Shade Wrapper Jalapa Nicaraguan Binder Esteli and Jalapa, Nic- Esteli and Jalapa Nicaraguan Filler. It's a 5.5 by 48, much to Larry's chagrin, a soft boxed press. And it does come in a box of 12. It's lovely right there. Uh, the little beaver mascot's hanging out with the boxes. It does come also in a... What is the other one here? It is the say his name. It's a beaver. Uh, it's a charter you, oak wait. Pasquale because I didn't get to vote on our mascot. Why do you fuck with the Buckster? Because it's a little beaver that gets drunks off his ass and tries to sell you brisket. What more do you want? You need to go to a Bucky's. You I'm, 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 bu- I'm busy here. Can we come back to this? No, later? no, no. We're going to discuss this. <clears throat> so <laughs> the other other cigar. Is the Charter Oak Pasquale. It's the uh, Connecticut Broadleaf Jalapa Wrapper and Esteli and Nicaragua, Esteli and Jalapa Nicaragua filler. Same thing as the other one. The difference is that's the Maduro and that's a future show. Good times. Yeah. And you haven't lit yours yet, Mr. Robinson. All the rest of us are ahead of you. Because he's an elitist. I'm doing a bit of a unboxing or a lighting, if you will. Ah. See? So you can hear the jet engine as I light it. Look at that. Isn't that nice? Very nice technique. Mm-hmm. We toast it to a nice little toast. 
A little bit of a turn there. Looking good, Mr. Robinson. Look at that chair. Oh, that part. Oh, there we go. Ooh, toasty. It is available for fine, from your fine cigar makers. Once again, from the favorite, one of my favorite brands, that's Foundation by Nick Manello. What are your first impressions, gentlemen, of the cigar thus far? You guys are a little bit ahead of me. I wanted to save this for the podcast. Jesus Christ. Well, what the fuck, man? What'd I do? And the E rating's out. We're at PG-13. One fuck. <laughs> fuck. Two fucks. <laughs> That's three. Shit. That's We're there. Clipping that scene from the Blues Brothers. <laughs> you know, it, it's... First impression is it's a lot lighter than I was expecting, um, especially for Connecticut. I don't know about the two of you. Um, I guess we should mention this is also all of our first time smoking it. I just brought these back. Um, my draw is a bit looser than I would like. Um, it doesn't feel as tightly packed as I would prefer, but that's a personal thing. But the flavor is very mellow, muted. Um, it's a bit creamy to me. And I don't get a lot of pepper, which I'm I'm liking with the you know Connecticut. See, that's funny because I like the draw. I thought it's been kind of a nice change from the really tightly packed things I've been smoking lately. Yep. Um, the uh, yeah, it's definitely a different flavor than I was expecting. Uh, being it's the Connecticut, I'm I'm assuming that that's the Jalapa uh, uh, change in that uh, flavor profile a little bit. But uh, excellent draw. It's burning really well. It's got a nice flavor to it. Um, yeah, so far I'm I'm happy with this. I like it. See, I think you're just an outlier because I love the draw. You're getting plenty of smoke through it. It's not tightly wrapped, loosely wrapped enough to let the smoke just flow through the cigar. Getting toasty impressions just, um, you know, so far. Yeah. Gorilla. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to ask, are you getting any pepper at all or just little pepper? A little bit. It's not okay. strong. I yeah. thought I thought maybe I was having a stroke or something. No, I, I get a little bit of pepper too. It's light. I like lighter cigars, especially on a day like this where we're recording and I've only eaten a sandwich in the last you know few hours. But no, it's really good. And because of that, I'm curious to try the other one. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, it gives you that little just ever so slight bit of pepper on the tip of your tongue. When you're drawn in. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, that's, I mean, it's it's a nice cigar. And it's interesting because for me, for, for Connecticut in most cases, I don't expect there to be pepper notes to it. So it's kind of a nice change. So now, as far as the construction of this, they described it as a lightly box pressed. Is that their description? Soft box Soft pressed. Soft box press. Okay. Um, because honestly, looking at this, I didn't think it was box pressed. I at all, I thought it was oddly rolled. I mean, um, <laughs> Wait, what? Just oddly rolled. Oh, okay. Um, I, I, know, thought you said, you, I thought you said Javi rolled, and I'm like, the fuck is Javi rolled? <laughs> <laughs> what is a robster cry? <laughs> um, Go on. Yeah, you just derailed the shit out of me there. Um, <laughs> so, no, yeah, I mean, I can't think. Of, I can't think of anything else that we've smoked. I don't know in the last six, eight months, year 
Have we come across a soft box press before? Is not, this not that I know of. No. I don't think and, so. Well, it's foundation. You never know what Nick's going to do. That's true. Um, and he's describing this one as um, a golden brown Connecticut shade wrapper exudes elegance and refinement. Despite its milder profile, the medium body cigar showcases a depth of flavor that surprises the palate. I agree. Oh, 100%. Uh, hints of cedar, almond, and subtle sweetness, which is entirely true because that jalapa leaf, one of the other uh, houses that we enjoy loves to use jalapa leaf. In fact, they do a, a whole series on that, and it's very sweet on the palate, and that's uh, Matola and Sebastian at Cavalier. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I like I like what I'm getting. I'm... I, I like the the pepper note because it's subtle. You know, it's not in your face. And for a Connecticut, you know, I know I've said this on the program. It's probably been a while. Connecticut's for me are kind of not my favorite anymore because of the fact that there's typically no body to it and you're just kind of smoking air. But this has great flavor profile. If you're a bold cigar smoker like the two of you typically are, which I can tell it pleases your palate, which is good. It's nice to find a lighter cigar that has those flavors for someone who prefers a more medium to full-bodied cigar. Yeah, definitely. This is yeah. definitely right, I would say, right in the medium. I need a box. Wow. I need to make that happen. I know where we can get more when they get more in. Because I bought the last two boxes what, from the uh, vault. <laughs> what's the price point on this in, in Free America? Uh, I paid $165 a box for 12 cigars. Okay, that's not ridiculous, yeah. So, you know, it, it's in free America, it's nice because, you know, we talked about this many episodes ago. They have that 50 cents tax cap, so it does oh, yeah. uh, really help with your cigar prices. And, you know, it's a 12-count box, so that was, what, 16 probably $13, $12, $13 a stick? Not bad at all. No, for sure. Yeah. I may be giving you a Robinson credit card when you go next and pick me up a box or two. We can certainly arrange that. Next trip is next month. So uh, a couple things come up that I think is interesting and we should touch on. Um, every, every episode, Mr. Robinson, you are famous to say, drop us a line. Let us know you're out there. I got a couple of lines I want to talk about uh, with uh, some emails from some of our listeners. Let's do it. So this first email comes from Derek, and Derek uh, from Van Horn, Texas. Derek says, howdy. Of course well, he does. <laughs> of course. He says, well, you usually reach out. Uh, you usually say, reach out and let us know you're here. So here I am. Found your podcast a few months back when I was starting my cigar journey. Thank you for joining us. Good luck and buckle up. Um, and I found it very helpful. Yes, really. Uh, I'm getting st- uh, and in getting me started on my journey. I'm almost done with the backlog, which saddens me a little bit. I don't have a brick and mortar near me, so I consider y'all my virtual brick and mortar. Yes, I did say virtual brick and mortar. Mr. Robinson, you in the virtual. There's virtual herf. He loves virtual herfs. <laughs> I thought we let that die like I'm about, about to 20, get homicided again. Ago. So anyway, uh, Derek has a few questions, if he may. Fire away, Derek. Uh, question number one is, uh, what happened to Lewis? Uh, about episode 21, Lewis had decided to go on other projects, and we wish him well. So, question number two. And this one is a very interesting question. I think, actually, 
yeah, it's a very interesting question on this one. So I'd, I'd be upset if, as he suggests, make a whole episode about this. But anyway, do any, or this is the episode about it. Do any of you all enjoy cigars without lighting them? Think a pone from Aliens. I'd be interested in an episode that covers that topic if you all feel adventurous. Okay, I'm guessing on. the answer is akin to lighting the head, but I'm still curious. Hold on. All right. This is my man right here, and we got to work on getting him a shirt. Just for the fact that he mentioned a pwn from Aliens. Yeah, that's my boy right there. We got to get that fool a shirt. I do have his address. We can make that happen. All right. We, we need a size. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Got yeah. it covered. Oh, sweet. Well, you got a picture of him. You're gonna. You're gonna. <laughs> I can judge. No, no, no. I already have an e- I already emailed. He's got a size for me and an address for him to send it to. So, Derek, please look out for that in the next two weeks. Sweet. But right. uh, back to the question of um, chewing. I guess I would assume this would be like chewing on the cigar instead of lighting it. Which I do know there are people that do that. Yes. And there's situations where you can't light up or you've got to wait a few. Like I've Thunder Valley is a perfect example. You're not supposed to smoke in the elevator, but I get my cigar ready, hop in the elevator, pre-cut, just sit there, chewing it a little bit until I get down to the casino and then light up. So, yeah, it, I, it's not unheard of. I've done it. How about you? I generally don't. Um, one of the things that, I really can't stand and chewing on it creates part of this problem is, you know how you, there's sometimes when you cut a cigar and you smoke it and you get that tar substance building up on the inside of the cigar and it's bitter as all get out. I hate that. It's a pet peeve. So I typically don't chew on it. In fact, you know, the typical cigar smokers holding the cigar in their teeth, I tend to just gum it or lift it and hold it in just my lips and not put my teeth on it because I don't like it getting wet. Okay, I've never heard of that, but that's interesting. Some people probably do it for the dental deal, too, because biting down on it, you're going to get, you know, the um, tar onto your teeth. But I have never heard of someone doing that. I'm just trying to reason why some of the reason um, reason why some people do that. Oh, look, look, gorillas over there making we got to get a gorilla cam. I am. You can tell by any stub I leave somewhere. I am a holding teeth guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Put it to because you. I'm uncoordinated and be dropping my cigar all over myself if I didn't. Put it to uh, you this I'm way. I'm the same way for you know same reason. Good Dog may be sponsoring the podcast and provide the gorilla cam. There we go. So You're just going to get an entire to... episode of them talking and me staring deeply into your eyes. Ooh. Yeah, if that doesn't creep you the fuck out, nothing will. <laughs> so, um, Larry, so, what's your thoughts on that? Dude, this has come up actually in conversation at the lounge before. And what I think of anytime this comes up is Jackie Gleason in uh, Cannonball Run. You know, just, <laughs> just yeah, somebody just chewing on it. Um, didn't somebody in MASH chew on a cigar? Oh, constantly uh there's a i'll put a clip in one of the ones that makes me cringe is in the one of the first episodes uh the one where trapper has to box some guy yeah you have radar with an entire lancero in his cheek doing the ring clock and timer just nong 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 <laughs> he must have been chewing gary Berghoff must have been chewing on that cigar for like eight takes and it just makes it go like ah <laughs> well even but gary Berghoff anytime in that show he has cigar is abusing that tobacco aggressively. Remember that hated the gorilla camp for that look you just gave. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't do it now. Only we can see it. Remember the episode two where 
um, Potter and Bert and uh, Radar are standing on the top, and he goes, he 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 lights his cigar. Potter lights his cigar. Berghoff lights his cigar. Radar does, and and he goes, oh my god, how do you smoke these things? He goes, you got a cold, and Gary, uh, Radar goes, no, and he, and he, takes he puts it takes it back and shoves it in his pocket to smoke later. Again, I'm just like, oh, but. That also was an older, that's an old school thing for, for cigar smokers that are, that would be, you know, in their eighties or, or dead now. I mean, it was, you held it in your teeth, you chewed on it. I mean, Clint Eastwood, Christ, in, in yes. any movie he's in Christ, look at, look at, you know, you all know that goofy weirdo that I hang out with both he and Wes and Roy, they both chew on the end of their cigars. They look, it looks like freaking chewing tobacco when they're done. So I think it's a personal preference. Yeah. Well, of course it's your personal preference. So I have I have another enjoy cigars without smoking them, technically. I told the story a while back. Bill on Clinton? Wow. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know him personally, so me, no. Me, my meanwhile, back at the ranch. Oh God! Uh, Sorry, I had early to. early in my cigar career. I was living up in Colfax, and my friend slash landlord Ken, his father had passed, and his father was a cigar smoker. And when I say cigar smoker, and I mean this lovingly, Ken, if somehow you're listening, boxes upon boxes of Dutch Masters, God bless that you. he inherited. Oof. Oof. Yeah. It, Oof. I, not being knowledgeable, said, I will ask the more knowledgeable cigar people if these are worth keeping. And the answer was a resounding, <laughs> respectfully, no. Um, so what he did is he got rid of most of the boxes, but he saved about three or four. And what he said he'd, he'd do every once in a while is if he was doing a burn pile or had a campfire, they were so old they weren't worth smoking. So he'd, he'd throw one or two on the fire just to get that kind of smell that reminded him of his dad. So okay, kind of a weird enjoying the cigar without smoking it technically so. huh. cool a sage cleansing of the house with the dutch masters <laughs> not, not not inside very he made it clear this is outside campfire times oh, man. <laughs> not throwing them in the wood stove well you know all right greg proceed what more questions uh from uh our little texas fellow there um yeah, I would. So he goes on to say, "This is in Little response." Texas fellow. <laughs> no one's gonna ride us again. I couldn't remember a dude's name. His yeah. name is Derek. Derek. But just said, but just said little fella. So, um, well, fuck, I don't know. In talking, the reply to me from what I sent back to him in talking about the chewing, he said, "I figured there wasn't a chance y'all did light him, uh, but I had to ask." My grandfather used to chew on them, but he was the na- in the Navy, so he likely picked up that habit there. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Um, my dad, I know my dad used to tuck a cigarette when he was younger behind his ear, um, and he did that in the Air Force because, you know, you couldn't smoke on the plane. So Or real flammable items like jet fuel. <laughs> yeah, and bombs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of ill-advised but yeah and he did i never remembered him doing that as a kid uh but my my older sisters did uh so yeah there's you know there's all kinds of weird habits uh for for smokers um my dad used to uh because he spoke paul malls which didn't have a filter so he'd smoke them right down to his fingers and then he would roll them out in his finger and if he was someplace where there wasn't an ashtray, he'd put him in a cuff of his pants. 
and it used to piss my mom off because it go through the uh, you go through the washer. Yeah, yeah if you didn't dump those out, man. Oh God, yeah, yeah, Stewie. And I it was both my parents smoked cigarettes when I was a kid, and I don't think my mother owned a piece of furniture that didn't have a burn mark on it. Mm. You know, that was just. And you could tell where my old man had been uh, in the shop by by the lit cigarettes because he'd get he'd start on something he'd set it down and then he was done you know he would light another cigarette little Hansel and Gretel trail of little smoke signals around the shop yeah 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 that was pretty much it all right nice. roll roll out the uh, next question there um that was it for for Derek for Derek okay uh, Derek. Uh, we have more email holy uh, shit it took a hundred episodes yeah, Derek thanks for playing man. Let's go with James. James is local, somewhere uh, close to us. All right. That's terrifying. Doesn't disclose his location? Uh, Would he's you? met He's met us all at Tobacco Republic. Okay. All right. So anyway. Uh, and he still wrote us. Impressive. Yes, he did. So um, doing my third visit here and my second email to you folks uh yes the apparently the first email that we got from james went to the spam folder so we didn't even know that it was there so we apologize for that but um he heard we were at rail city cigars so he says um he wanted to say what's up glad that we stopped in or you two did and met ian at rail city uh, that's my lounge away from Tobacco Republic, and I really like the selection and the company. Anyways, I was singing your praises, and Ian said that he met Scott and Larry. So, hi, guys. Keep up the good work. Looking forward to seeing you in person again soon. He also writes us, and it's quite a long-winded email, but I did ask for that. Um, he said, thanks for the link. Um, I don't remember what I sent him for that, but anyway. Um, oh, we were talking about... He was talking about Rocky Mountain and asking me about my experiences there. So we talked a little bit about that. And uh, he said that he went to an event, and it's something that we might want to look at. I'll share the link with you guys. But um, he did a two-day VIP, uh, day one dinner, day two cigar festivals um, with the Kansas City Cigar Festival. Best damn barbecue I've ever had the night before. Yeah, Kansas City got good barbecue. Exactly. Huh? Yep. So um anyway, they uh it looks like it's a shorter event than Rocky Mountain. It's a few hours event, but good cigars. General admission was around two hundred after tax. Um, um decent decent bag and VIP, I'm sorry, it was four hundred dollars uh after tax. So it looks like a good event, something that we should probably take a look at yeah, but uh, yeah i like it you know james thank you for writing and there was one more that was a while back that you actually uh responded to scott and this is from rich uh from richard richard is in georgia he says enjoying your podcast guys here in georgia keep the faith that we can keep the feds at bay from taking our cigars away from us thank you rich that's awesome we do our best to uh thank you Shout out when the feds are getting a little bit too happy there. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully Ian up there at Real Rail City's turn uh, tuning in a little bit. Um, cool guy. And, oh yeah, uh, he's great yeah, and definitely a, a nice little shop he's got there. Um, real comfortable, uh, uh, nice, uh, nice little lounge. Got some comfy chairs. The coffee, uh, yeah, does uh, oh, does yeah. espressos and stuff. So that was kind of cool. Um, in a, in an interesting, kind of a unique eclectic selection of cigars. Yeah. Um, had quite a bit of stuff 
that, you know, I'm not seeing regularly down here in, in our neck of the woods. So, uh, yeah, we had a real good time sitting there, uh, uh, talking to two or three other guys in there a little bit. And, uh, yeah. it was a fun, uh, it was a fun evening. Uh, we were up there for the, um, rib fest, rib fest and, and cruised over there that first night. So yeah, definitely. If, uh, uh, if you're up in the Reno area, there's some good, uh, there's some good places to go. Fumari's been a staple up there for a long time. Yep. Um, Ruiz, Ruiz has got a couple of shops and, and now rail city. And, you know, there's a, there's a couple other things here and there in the hotels and stuff that, um, you know, where you can pick up a stick if you need one, not so much a lounge situation, but, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, there's, you can definitely get some good sticks up there. There's, uh, there's some nice breweries, a couple craft distilleries. So yeah, some fun, uh, some fun stuff to do in the Reno area for sure. You notice though, at some of the casinos over in Reno though, they are restricting cigars in certain places. Mm-hmm. Like when I was there last, I mean, I got shit for smoking in the, um, sports book. I mean, there's certain portions no, where, where, where that where, that no. used to be one of the places you could always smoke. GSR. Yeah, that was one on the last day on our way back after brunch. We yeah, had, and that was kind of a shitty deal, GSR, because we went up and talked to the bartender. Right, and I've I was taught in that anywhere on a hard's floor you could smoke. Right, uh, you couldn't smoke in the carpeted areas. Yeah. So we knew we couldn't smoke in that little lot lifted area bar over there. And that's a nice freaking bar. So I was just like, you know, disheartened. But, I knew that already when I um, went over there earlier in the year. And I was just kind of like this, I mean, comfortable chairs and all that, but the whole smoke free thing, I guess I get it. But, but uh, number one, we asked mm-hmm. and we're told we could. Right. And the response that we got from the lady running the sports book apparently was, that could have been a little better. Yeah. You know, she came out and just jumped our ass and I'm like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. We didn't just arbitrarily decide to do this. Exactly. And then the, what I thought was funny. So we got up and we walked back literally 25 feet mm-hmm. to where we were standing sitting before and lit up again. You know, it's like, what difference does it make? You can smoke literally behind standing behind the chairs we were in. Yeah. yeah dumbest shit I've ever heard. I hear you, but but there's a lot of casinos that are doing that shit, you know, try, you know, try to appease the non-smokers, of course, because the population of smokers is dwindling. Well, well, yeah, that's great. Let's appease the non-smokers. But at a certain point, too, if you're going to allow cigarette smoking in your slot areas, then you can let me smoke my freaking cigar because I would rather smell. And most of your non-cigar smokers will probably agree with me. They would rather smell the aroma of a nice cigar than freaking cigarette smoke so piss off well yeah as many carcinogens that are in cigarettes Mm -hmm. but alas hey you know it's a it's a battle we're gonna continue to fight you know exactly yeah and i if they tell me no it's like fine whatever yeah we'll go somewhere else or you know we just won't smoke here for the time we're here it's just well i told you about cruise ships it's gotten so bad i mean you're lucky if you find a cigar lounge on a ship but you could you could mainline heroin in more places on a cruise ship than you can smoke a cigar. It's probably cheaper. <laughs> and usually don't they don't they put you to some windswept little tiny side of the ship? Oh yeah. For that? One when I was going to Puerto Rico or out of Puerto Rico that is, it was like, "Oh yeah, you can smoke on deck 5." It was it would have been more comfortable to go to like a New York tenement where they were smoking crack 
they had like a one binge and people standing around getting their fix. And I'm like, I don't want to smoke a cigar like this. It was uncomfortable to say you, the least. You didn't want to do the puff, puff pass on. The, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, remember, go back to 2017, right? When I was um, traveling from my employer. First place I went to, they sent us through Seattle or they sent us through Salt Lake City on our connection. That was back when they still had the little Perspex smoking boxes. Yeah. Unfortunately, there is no airport now that has those. But but back then in 2016, you still could, and I did, I cleared out an entire smoking box to myself by lighting up one cigar. What, the cigarette smokers were offended? Or? Yes, and they cleared out. So I had the whole box, box to myself. That just sounds weird to me. So you can inhale all that. But a little bit of cigar smoke is considered offensive. Cigarette smokers think cigars stink. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Interesting. I mm -hmm. thought so. So. Anyway, Greg, uh, what else do we have on the docket today? Uh, well, as, as you may, guys may or may not have noticed, we added a new page to our website. We discussed this a little bit last episode. We're going to bring it up again. Please visit LumisCigarCartel.com. In the upper left-hand corner is a cigar news link. It has all the interesting articles that all our friends uh, in the manufacturing world send us. Uh, so I'd like to discuss a few more about what they've got going on. <clears throat> Some of these uh, are a little bit older because, like, Camera Grill is so fond of saying, we record every two weeks, so forgive us if we're a little bit behind. Uh, United Cigars honors veterans with a special United Toro box. It is beautiful. The pictures are posted for Gorilla to Steal. Um, it's honoring our veterans with the release of a special edition box of United Cigars in Toro size, 6x54. Each will feature a unique twist and extend beyond the cigar. The capture of the spirit of Veterans Day on November 11th. United Cigars has specially marked boxes thanking our veterans with two complimentary yellow footbands. Uh, cigars inside to be shared with the veteran in your life. It is a beautiful box. Uh, Gorilla will put some nice pictures on there. MSRP of this special edition cigar is around eight fifty. Comes in a twenty count box, which is one fifty three with the two complimentary yellow foot banded cigars. We also have uh, Lambert cigars. If you're familiar with that, Lampart. I'm sorry, Lampart. Um, has taken over its own U.S. distribution. They're distributing their own cigars now. Nice. Uh, one of the biggest ones, this one is uh, the reason why we're smoking the cigar today. It is the was the announcement on 1028 that Foundation Cigars begin shipping the Charter Oak, uh, Pagarantero, and Pascaro nationwide. They are right there in front of us and are delicious. Pick them up at a fine cigar establishment near you slight disappointment when we were at the foundation event though at the vault they also have begun shipping their tabernacle night commander uh, a cigar of distinction royal honor and philanthropic spirit uh, the night commander is a six by three quarter by 52 perfecto wonderful connecticut broadleaf wrapper crafted with unparalleled expertise utilizing the finest in premium tobacco I really want to get a hold of that one. Yeah, I was going to say, what the fuck, Batman? Why don't we have one of those? Uh, uh, Josh, if you're paying attention, there weren't any. 
What the fuck, Josh? <laughs> wow. But, no, that, uh, that sounds, that, the description of that sounds great. Yes, it's, so what intrigues me the most, okay, is the exceptional cigar pays homage to the rich Ethiopian heritage and embodies, embodies the spirit of philanthropy. I would love to know because there there's been a couple of cigars that have been described as Ethiopian. Um, I'm wondering what that's going to be because it looks delicious. Um, it's a beautiful cigar. It is um, Connecticut Broadleaf wrapper, San Andreas Mexican binder, Larry. Oh. And uh, <laughs> wait, wait, what the hell was that? <laughs> Dude, that's a great combination. Dude, that was that creepy is. as fuck, man. <laughs> I mean, I was expecting right on. Cool, right on. That's good. No, oh. <laughs> I'm frightened. And uh, good. That one is uh, also a, a Jalapa and Nicaraguan filler, much like these that we're smoking now. Cigars have been aged 18 months in cedar before being packed to be shipped. Uh, cigars will be shipped in regional batches uh, Wednesday, the 25th of October, so they already should be out. Um, unfortunately, this is going to be a 700-box yearly release. It's going to be kind of small, but I- I'm I'm willing to find it. It's a 12-count box. Don't you know a guy that knows a guy? I do know a guy. I know a cigar minion that will gladly pick them up for me. Um, it's a 12-count box. I'm gonna say this anyway. MSRP is forty dollars per cigar, priced at four eighty for the box. But it looks amazing. It's worth at least one try. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. So we'll have to make sure that we get some of those cigar minion. I know you're listening. Sweet. Make sure you get that uh, set up for me, please. Also, J.C. Newman Cigar Company ships their American Black Bison Cigar Case. Please, Gorilla, put a picture of this up there because it is a really beautiful case. Um, it is uh, black bison leather. Obviously, there's 350 of these cases made. Uh, they come with cigars in them. They come with the American... Um, hang on a minute. I'm sorry. I'm trying to read this at the same time. The American... Um, and the Angel Cuesta cigars in there. Both of the cigars are new for them. And uh, that's a little bit too much for me to read. But, hey, it's something that it, the case is just, it's a beautiful travel humidor. It really is. That's a little three-pack uh, pocket-sized one, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, uh-huh. I saw a picture of that. The other All right. Day. Yeah, that's a cool-looking little, little case. Yeah. Next on the docket is Lajero Tobacco Unveils a Revamped Foundation Lounge. Uh this is a beautiful lounge. This one is uh, Lajero Tobacco House. It's in Beaufort, Georgia. A little bit for us to travel out there, but, um, you know, check out the pictures, guys, on the website, lumacigarcartel.com slash the news or the cigar news link at the top of the page to see how they've revamped the lounge. It's beautiful. Lastly, this is one makes me very happy. The very first debut podcast, Popped His Cherry, was on our program, our good friend Juan Lugo, who, if you watch that episode, yeah, we probably scared the shit out of that boy, because that was one where uh, Scott was wearing his Russian submarine commander's hat, just had purchased his Hickory Bronze October. For those of you who don't know what that is, that's his 38-foot travel wagon. It's an amazing piece of equipment. So Don Doroteo announces that the new Salt of the Earth line of cigars is now shipping nationwide. Yeah, I saw that announcement. I don't know if there's another one that came up just in the last couple of days. Um, Oscar's uh, new line. 
I didn't uh, see that. I haven't seen that one. I must have uh, missed it. God, now I'm. It's it's not a Shaggy. It's I'll have to look it up. But it's um, Oscar's got some new stuff out too. Okay, so looking forward to that. Yeah. Really excited about that that Don Doroteo. I saw that on I know. Monday um, on his uh, on his Facebook post. Um, that's another uh, small batch boutique cigar. Uh, that you, like Greg said, we've had him on the program. We smoked his sticks. Um, very, very nice cigar. Um, you know what the, we need to try is the Alicante. Mm-hmm. I have not had that one yet, but I'm looking so forward to trying that. When I was looking around, I gotta gotta reach out to um, Juan to see you know who's distributing those and get yeah, our hands on them. Get some on those. The Alcal- is it the Alcalde? It's the mayor. It's in Spanish. Just the mayor. I think it is. So. Yeah. I think it's El well, Holiday. You know who would be a you know get some of those and uh, be a good guy to uh, have on the program and and smoke one of those and talk about it. Be the general. Speaking of, some things are afoot there. Oh, okay. Mm. I talked to the general earlier this week. Explain to, to people who the general is. The general. I don't know if you're familiar with. Whoa! Damn. Oh, get down, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> This is the uh, the hazards of recording at the Ugly Parrot Studios. Well, that sounds like it's right outside the door. We should roll the freaking garage door out and look. 37 feet from a main uh, main road. <laughs> uh, anyway. You get, you get the Harley noise and the... Uh, and The, uh, the occasional si- choo-choo train. Yeah, and the siren. All right, so... Uh, I'm sorry, Scott. No, no, you're good, here. you're good. So, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Gen X Talks. Um Young man came up with an idea of asking his Gen X dad what he thinks of various topics, and he is known as the general. We've had him on the program. Um, Just a great guest, awesome guest. And I talked to the general this week, and they completed their home studio. Oh, there we go. Badass. Nice. It is badass. So I'm going to be making a run to the middle of California probably next week, and I may be guesting on their show nice so and we're gonna have the general back this time we're actually gonna have full video because blackie mcdumbass over here did not hit the record button for the video so about three quarters of the way it's just um you know black screen camera gorilla did a good job of keeping you entertained but yes he's right and and the gen the general's uh fan base had a, had a lot of fun with that Oh, yeah, they did. They gave us a proper shellacking for it. Yeah, we deserved it. Yeah, we did. I deserved it. (laughs) No, it's a team effort. It's a we. My favorite was, wow, what an enticing and exciting video. (laughs) I can't remember who commented that, but you're fucking hilarious. I love it. Oh, man. So, anyway... Was there anything else there? On news, that's all I have for right now. I haven't gotten any. I've got one press release that came up today. Okay. So that will be for the next show because I got to work on getting that put up too. Nice. Okay. Did we have one more topic or are we wrapping up? I thought you had a que- uh, question for us. I thought. I could nope, be wrong. No. I think we've covered everything that I had for today. Yeah, the girl has two questions that'll piss all three of you off. So what, you want to no, go there? Nothing can piss me off today. Oh, oh, that's right. Gorilla. So, so uh, challenge how accepted. Do, how do we feel about uh, China reclaiming all their pandas? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we need to print uh, the uh, not the Gadsden flag. What's the one? 
yellow flag panda on it. Come and take it. Yeah, that's the t- <laughs> <laughs> don't tread. Don't tread on my panda. <laughs> well, that's the whole thing. We were talking about this before the show. We before need to we create record. that flag. Fuck that, because all you know, that's just talk. We need to create that fucking flag and put and post it on the freaking and Facebook. copyright it. Hey, hey. And put a put a tank uh, tank gunner's uh, helmet on the panda. <laughs> yes, with a little red star. <laughs> well, we were talking about that before yeah. you hit the record button, Gorilla, and it's like, are they real? I mean, you were saying that ye- apparently they are the property of China, the property yeah, China of the state government. The so, <laughs> is that state government going to send their little red army over here to collect them all? I'd like to see them no. try. No, because it's all. It's well, you all quit a, trying to create a goddamn international incident. We have Jesus enough Christ. international incidents right now. We Jesus don't need Christ. another. Jesus Christ! I mean, <laughs> shove them on a fucking C one thirty and send them on their way. It's put not them, the worst put thing a little, in the world. Put a little parachute and push them out the back of the plane as it flies up. Dude, <laughs> they're fucking Bull, worse than bullshit, Biden right man. now. Put them in a canoe and wish them luck. <laughs> I mean, and and pandas are assholes. I don't know if you know this or not. As cute as they look, pandas are some assholes. And uh, do, do no, tell, explain let this. Let me explain this shit. Okay, so there's a video of this kid in China. Black and white together. <laughs> <laughs> and you're doing it wrong. It's supposed to be ebony and ivory. <laughs> was, anyway. was that the Stevie Wonder impression? Yes. Ah. Anyway. So, you know Stevie can see, right? <laughs> okay. Go fuck me. I, that's a conspiracy theory that we'll talk about at a later date. All right. But anyway. Adding it to the list for the conspiracy theory we got, episode. Oh, yes. We, yes. We got that on record now. <laughs> I'll, yeah. We'll talk about that off, offline. But so, this kid is sitting by the panda cage. The fucking panda grabs him. And he's struggling to get away from it, and basically the panda jacks him for his jean jacket. The panda has excellent fashion taste. I don't know about that. For an that. old man. Yeah, I was going to say, in 1978, the pandas <laughs> look pretty good. Right now? Not so much. But uh, yeah, those are some vicious freaking animals. Don't don't be deceived because they look so freaking cute. Because I'll, I'll grant you this, and this is me saying this, pandas are freaking cute, but they'll whoop your ass. All right, Gorilla, what's, uh, what's this, number two? This second question might not go anywhere because I don't know if uh, all three of you gentlemen heard about this, but this would be an interesting question to ask when we have Pat Walsh on. Did you gentlemen hear or have a chance to listen to the latest Beatles release? Now and then. Overrate. No, no, that's me. The Beatles are dead. People are going to be mad at me if I say that I, again. I, I am curious because I have your thoughts on this. So for obviously the one who is unaware... They took uh, Paul McCartney and old recordings of scratch tracks, demo tracks from the other three Beatles, and using AI, they released a song that the Beatles had written but never actually performed and recorded. I am fundamentally against this. Okay. Okay. You know, I'm curious for your reasons. 50% 50% of which I know are going to be like angry you bullshit, but I'm curious. I'm genuinely curious because I, I, I'm, I'm conflicted both directions on it. Um, we're at the precipice uh, with AI of not being able to control uh, or people artists being able to control their content. 
Exactly. Um, whether that's a singer songwriter, whether that's an actor, um, anything, uh, the, the, the leaps and bounds, the speed at which AI is moving, um, we just can't keep up with, with regulation for it. We're not prepared for it. That's just to be brutally honest. We're not prepared the, for the, AI. We're favorite, not smart enough. My favorite saying is AI is the worst it'll ever be again right now. Yeah. It it's going to get worse. It, it, I mean, the, the worst, like how well it is at it, what it does. It's, oh. it's interesting. It's, it's all, it, it's kind of a Pandora's box because it's from the little I've seen of friends of mine use it and kind of see what it can do. I've almost considered using it for some projects you've asked me to do because you asked me to like, Hey, create this thing. It's like, okay, I can spend an hour and a half looking for stock images that I can rip from somewhere without getting dinged. Or I can type a prompt into this thing and have five options, pick my favorite one. And if it's not quite perfect, run it again until I get one that I like. It's, it's, it's very much, it's very much a tool, but there are some parts of it that do freak me out a little bit. Yeah. I mean, they have, um, what GoDaddy. Uh, the website uh, builder uh, has AI feature. Now you can build a one page website on GoDaddy in less than a half an hour. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and it's, I've seen some of the finished product stuff. I watched a, uh, a YouTube thing on a guy doing it and he did, he did a one page video or one page website for a used car lot mm-hmm. uh, with pictures, with a, a drone, uh, shot of the place. Um, I mean, it's, it's a legit website Yeah, and <laughs> with a stopwatch start to finish 26 minutes. Wow. Well, and, and I'm like, damn, and it's, it's already st- all that starting to roll through the legal process. Cause that, that was part of what the uh, writers and SAG after strikes are is, yeah. Hey, we want protections for our likeness and our ability to work as writers and editors without, we want rules in our contract about how you're going to use AI and not, boot us from the industry right so it it, i'm kind of of both sides of it like it's definitely scary in some senses but it's kind of like it's 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 like any previous technology it's here it's not gonna go away how do we regulate and implement it in an ethical appropriate way without it getting okay being the cynic that i am Mm mm-hmm well, let's just say I've read it. I, I've read a book or two, and history has proven to us that this technology is going to get abused. But back to your question about the whole getting yeah, the voices, the, the Beatles, the yeah. Beatles, back in around '92, when the late Nat King Cole passed away. Well, I forget when he passed away, but I know around '92, his daughter sang "Unforgettable," and then they spliced in him singing it. It was the creepiest fucking thing. And this is back in the early nineties. So now it's even worse. Have you heard that Trump rap? They did that with AI. Okay. Hang on. The one saving grace of AI is there is a series of videos where it's Obama, Trump, and Joe just doing shit, having like a uh, video calls over zoom. And, yeah. Oh, it, scary that they can replicate, you know, the leader of the free world's voice. Fucking hilarious. What they do. With it though. Well, yeah, the Trump rap. Pat Walsh, as a matter of fact, he had me listen to it. I'm sitting there going, what the fuck? Is this really Trump? And I'm sitting here like, hey, this is pretty fucking good. No, it's, it's it's scary, man. 
Yeah. And it's not, it's going to get a whole lot worse. Yeah. I mean, it just, it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I mean, <clears throat> I do like the AI thing for helping build a website because it would make my life a lot easier, but I, I see the, the repercussions of where this could go. I mean, Isaac Asimov wrote several books on, and this is back in the early 1900s where AI could go. I robot being one of them. Yep. It was a major blockbuster film. And I don't know about everybody else, but for me, I'm watching this going, huh, this is a bit scary that the AI that runs United, United robot, universal robots, whatever it was can take over the world so easily. It's like, what are we, what Pandora's box are we opening that we're never going to be able to close again? Well, obviously, you've seen the Terminator, have you? Yes, I have. Yeah. But, you know, it, it just, it, it's going to be an interesting, interesting thing to watch how it goes. And, and I want to go back to something you said earlier. Are you, do you really want to do a conspiracy theory episode? Do you, is that something on your, Much your plans? This, another episode that has never come to be because it was a kind of a one night thing at the cigar shop was the, uh, Oh, the micro nations. nations. I feel like we, if we need, if we had a day where it's like, you know, there's not a lot of cigar news. We don't have a new cigar to smoke. Let's just talk about dumb, dumb, fun, not scary. conspiracies. Oh, I've got a whole list of them. Yeah, Stevie Wonder. We have Stevie yeah, Wonder one. can see is is. Well, we already well, heard. Old. We the already heard the big bacon one. No, no, no. Big bacon. What are you talking? Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. There's a there was a secret Nazi base in Antarctica. Mm-hmm. That 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 one gets weird, actually. Oh, yeah. see, we can. Oh yeah, we we can have a blast, man. Yeah, I did a sample radio show on conspiracy theories. I got a list of them. Oh. If you would like to hear the uh, conspiracy theory show, please let us know. The Titanic didn't really sink; it was the other ship. That's a that yeah, that's one. That's a theory too. There they were swapped, three of them. They swapped the nameplates for yep. insurance reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, a hundred percent. No, that's because because there were three in that series. There was Olympic, Titanic, and Britannic. All three looked nearly identical. Olympic uh, had a collision, so they swapped nameplates so they could sink the one with damage and keep the one that was fine. Yeah. That's an absolute legitimate theory. Oh, the places we can go with this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This the, is the moon landing was fake. Oh yeah, in, in a uh, in a soundstage at Universal Studios. Actually, it was in Burbank. Oh, okay. That universe. That's North Hollywood. This is, I think it was in um, Burbank. Hmm. I think I could be wrong. The fact that we're quibbling at which studio it is is just hilarious. But yeah, so. Everybody's, you know, getting down to the the final third of their sticks. Um, thoughts, Gorilla? Excellent, excellent stick. I'm glad I have a second one. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll agree with that. Um, little bit, a uh, little bit more pepper uh, at this point in the cigar. I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, but you know, not a bad thing. I mean, it's great. Flavor's great. Uh, it's burned excellent. Um, one touch. As far as relighting it, um, which if I'd have been smoking, not talking, probably wouldn't have had to touch it at all. I yeah. think that's one of the biggest problems with us doing the show, though, is is for people that do watch it on video, they see us touching up once or twice throughout the show. And the sad part is if we're running our yaps, we're not paying attention to our sticks. So that just ends up happening. Yeah, half the time on a podcast, 
Um, we could eliminate probably two thirds of the retouch. Uh, yeah. If you were just sitting on your back, it, you know, on your, but back. in a weird way, that's, that's kind of a, a accidental litmus test for some cigars though. Do they relight? Well, yeah, no, that's true. That's mm-hmm. very true. Mr. Robbins. Oh, you guys have said it all. I mean, this I agree. Is a great stick. Like I said, this is a, this is a box worthy cigar. I'm kind of looking forward to smoking the next one on a future show. Yes. The next show, perhaps maybe. Since it's fresh in our heads. Well, we do. Yeah, but we do have to smoke the other apostate at some point as well. Yeah, we need to get him on the show, too. Yeah, I'll I'll get out to reach out to Brandon. Sounds good. So we calling it a night? I don't have anything else. I mean, um, I think we're good. All right. Gorilla, take me home. All right. Looks like the cigar is getting down to the nub. And... Because I want truth in advertising. The liquor glass is empty, so I think it's about that time. I want to thank everybody out there for joining the show. And on behalf of the Gorilla, Larry, Greg, and myself, thank you for listening. Check us out at LumaCigarCartel.com. Like and share us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Are we still shadow blocked from Instagram, by the way? Yes, we are. Eh, fudge. So you have to find us. We can't find you. So tell them how to find us. Go in to search for at Loomis Cigar Cartel. Nice. You see how I'm drawing this out? Because I want that funky keyboard beat as we're going <laughs> out. And by the way, do not be a stranger. Drop us a line. Let us know you're out there. And hey, your email can be on the show. Woohoo. I'm Scott Robinson. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening. Until the next time, stay healthy and safe, and good smoke, good drink, and good life. And wait for that funky keyboard. Where is my funky keyboard? Hold on. There we go. Stop that. (laughs) Nice. Play that funky music, white boy. Wow. What is what? What is wow? What the fuck is that? (laughs) So long, everybody. Jesus Christ.